Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You are being watched. You're listening to the Television Archive. The show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved media. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Person of Interest. These people irrelevant. We don't. Hunted by the authorities. We work in secret. You'll never find us. But victim or perpetrator, if your number's up, we'll find you. Today we will be discussing Season 3, Episode 1, titled Liberty. Alright, so uh, we've circled back around again, starting off a new season. Uh, My personal favorite, if uh, I'm being totally honest. The things that happen in Season 3. Holy crap! (laughs) Season 3 is... Insane. The things that happen over the course of the next 23 episodes are ungoddamn believable. I cannot wait to get into all of it. Uh, and it's off to a very, very solid start. Now, what's interesting about this episode is that so much has shifted in the aftermath of Season 2. Uh, the dynamic has changed so much. And they have to go through so much to set up our new normal that it almost feels like a second pilot to a certain extent. It really, really does. Like, because think of everything this episode has to get us used to. First off, the machine is just now its own entity. It does whatever the hell it wants. uh, And it's just... Operating on its own agenda, on its own accord. Which offers a much greater sense of uncertainty, just on its own. And then you have the addition of Shaw to the team. And so we see more of her interplay with uh, the core person of interest cast. We see her play off of uh, Reese and Finch more. Uh, We get a great scene between her and Fusco, (laughs) where she basically uses him as a human shield. It's great. It's really, really amazing. (laughs) Uh, Shaw is the absolute best. I especially love how Finch just keeps telling her, don't kill people. Don't kill people. Stop killing people for the love of God. (laughs) And then Sean's just like, okay, fine. I won't kill people. It's not as fun if I don't kill people, but I won't kill people. (laughs) There's that one great crack like, oh, I would have blown their heads off, but Finch gets annoyed when I kill people. (laughs) (laughs) It's the best. By the way. There is no image, aside from one scene, one scene of comedic relief that'll show up in a couple seasons from now, no image, no singular image has stuck with me more post-person of interest, in a post-person of interest world, 
than Sarah Shahi as Shaw eating a steak off of a switchblade. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> it's really, really cool. I don't know why, but that that's just, for some reason, I just think of that and I'm like, that is the most badass thing I have ever seen. Sarah Shahi eating a steak off of a switchblade. It's the most badass, it's the most badass image you can ever, ever see. If you only watch one moment from Person of Interest, watch the moment where Sarah Shahi eats a steak off of a switchblade. I guarantee you, it will make your existence way more tolerable. (laughs) Uh, But there's that, there's her addition to the team... We also got, like, Root as the analog interface now. And so we gotta deal with that whole thing. Not to mention, Carter is now demoted to a uniformed officer. So she's no longer a detective. She's just a a street cop, essentially. And is, like, going completely off the legitimate path. Launching her own investigation into HR... Uh, She's got Elias just, like, in a basement somewhere, just, like, feeding her intel uh, while the threat to him passes. Like, there's so much resetting this episode has to do. Uh, And as a second pilot, it's pretty good. It's pretty solid. Hell, gonna be honest. It's better than the actual pilot. <laughs> Go back and watch the pilot for Person of Interest. I have said this before. I will say it again. That pilot is not great. That pilot, it, 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 that was that was not the best introduction the world could have had to Person of Interest, if I'm being totally honest. Uh, this is a lot more, a lot more engaging. In fact, I, I'm curious. Okay. Someone needs to take the bullet. Someone who hasn't seen Person of Interest ever needs to take the bullet here. I'd be curious to see what someone's experience would be starting Person of Interest from Season 3. Not doing Seasons 1 and 2, just starting with Season 3. And then going from there. Because this is like a hard reset point. For a bunch of reasons. Some of which I can't get into now. Because spoilers. Like. I, I I just. I wonder. I wonder what that experience would be like. Uh, someone needs to. Someone who doesn't care. At all. Needs to bite that bullet. I don't know who that's going to be. But someone needs to try. Anyway. So we have all that new normal stuff. And through that new normal. We get a. Pretty engaging, if not simplistic, story of this Navy man whose number comes up. Uh, he's in trouble because his friend, uh, he smuggled in some diamonds stolen in, like, uh, Somalia or whatever. Smuggled them into the States, but then his friend took some of the diamonds And now these devil dogs are 
targeting this Navy man and his friend because the friend stole some diamonds. And it's really, like, there's a bit of a setup period where it's just like, okay, we're following this guy, we're following this guy, we're following this guy. Cool, 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 cool. And then that confrontation with the Devil Dogs hits. And from then on, it just becomes, like, race to the finish. From then on, it just becomes go, 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 go. Uh, you get that great moment with Reese, like, subtly rescuing him. Uh, you get the whole plot line with the dude's friend uh, strapped to a bomb at this exchange. Uh, and there's this great little wrinkle where the dude was told to come alone. He brought the man in the suit. And Devil Dogs are like, hey, you brought the man in the suit, asshole. You're going to come to some other location. And... And you're going to come alone. If the man in the suit leaves that apartment, your friend blows up. And so, guy goes off alone. Uh, We get this great little fix where Finch, like, loops the video. So it looks like man in the suit is just always there. And then Reese just F's off and leaves Fusco to defuse the bomb. Which, there is no one I trust less to defuse a bomb than Fusco. But somehow, Fusco's able to do it. Somehow, Fusco actually does a competent job defusing the bomb. Oh, uh, we get this epic, like, Reservoir Dogs-esque standoff at a, at a fence. Like, they... They have our Navy guy bring diamonds in. They have the deal with this fence, and he's like, huh, maybe I take a bigger cut. And then the Devil Dogs are like, nope, we point gun at you. Well, you point gun at me, I point gun at you! And, like, everyone's pointing guns at everyone. And there's just, like, this big standoff. Reese shows up at one point and is like, hey, you want to stop pointing guns at each other? And they're like, no. Also, we blow up friend now. Oh, well, Fusco defused bombs, so friend's safe. Shit, that was literally our only leverage. Um, fight! And then we get this big gunfight. Shaw, like, snipes some shooters that are, like, on the second floor of the building. In, like, a really badass way. God, I love Shaw. She's a great character. She's so, so cool. She is one of the best things in this show. And I'm so happy that we are now in a period where we can talk about her as a regular and not someone who just shows up every once in a while. But, basically, this ends up taking care of itself. Everyone shoots everyone. Reese manages to rescue our Navy dude. And they leave. And then, of course, Elias sends his guy to take the diamonds and the cash. (laughs) Of course, Elias found a way to profit off of this. Of course, Elias found a way to just go like, All right, 
Uh, so Carter came to me with help on, uh, Carter came to me for help on this, uh, naming offense. Um, uh, now I'm gonna take the diamonds and the cash, it's all mine, I got a big fat payday. Cool. Also, there's this wonderful little final bit in the bar where Reese sits down with our Navy guy, and our Navy guy's like, I don't know, like, do I want to be in the military anymore? Like, I don't, I, I'm not really sure. I might be kind of burned from this. And Reese is like, hey, I mean, your choice. But whatever you do, please, for the love of God, do not join the CIA. <laughs> like, with your record... Like, with your exemplary service record, CIA, probably gonna come knocking at some point. Say no. Don't get into that. Trust me. Uh, I, I had not good times with the CIA. That was bad. That was really, really bad. And the last thing this dude does before leaving is buys, like, a happy couple champagne... And puts one of the diamonds in one of the glasses. <laughs> like. He uh. He just had one. He just took one. It's great. <laughs> it's a great little. Great little good guy thing. To do at the. The very very end. Uh but yeah. That storyline like. Simple yes. Uh but. Very, very enjoyable. Very, very fun. Uh, meanwhile, throughout the entirety of this, we got Root in the insane asylum, in the loony bin, uh, having various therapy sessions with this apparently idiot <laughs> psychiatrist. And it's great. It literally is just... It, it's just an avenue for Amy Acker to just out-act everyone in this show. It's, it is an avenue for Amy Acker to just be incredible, as she always is as Root, um, and deliver some really, really fantastic monologues, where she's basically just trying to prove that she has a direct line to what she now calls God. She refers to the machine as God. God is 11 years old, uh... <laughs> And we're in an argument right now over whether or not to kill you. So, Root's doing some stuff. Root's just kind of stewing for a bit. And apparently, apparently the machine is like, the machine wants Root to be analog interface. But does not, does not like her method. So Machine is basically, like, operating on this playing field where it's just like, hey, you're best person for this job, but we need to talk about the whole crazy lady killing spree you got going on. Because that's not cool. That's not great. You need to stop that. She's almost, like, in this, like, weird boot camp while she's in an insane asylum. It's a very strange dynamic, but it it's working out really, really well. Uh, but yeah, pilot number two, pretty, pretty solid. Pretty, pretty solid introduction to 
the new normal that this uh, that this series has taken on. And I, I I swear to God, I'm not kidding when I say season three. Holy crap, it's incredible. It goes, it goes places, man. It goes places. Uh, if you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's simple as just push of a button on the Anchor app. I'll put those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark, pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. Uh, if you become a patron, you can also get access to the Television Archive Supplemental, uh, which I will put up there once every month. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support the show directly by Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, tomorrow we will be discussing Season 3, Episode 2. Talk to you then.